The Colorado Business Roundtable unapologetically tells the story that business is a force for good in our community, featuring conversations with thought leaders from academia, business, community, and government. Welcome to A Seat at the Table with Debbie Brown. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of A Seat at the Table with Debbie Brown. And I'm Debbie Brown, president of Colorado Business Roundtable. And we're excited to bring together executives from academia, business, community, and government who are making big change and big uh, leadership decisions here in our state to make sure that we're competitive as a state economically, that we're able to provide good jobs to people in our state, and to talk about issues that really affect the overall business climate. Today, I have two guests. I'm really excited to introduce to the audience Sean Ostoff, who is the president of Bank of Colorado, that is community-focused with local decision-making. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, Debbie. Glad to be here. It's always good to see you. And joining Sean today is also Jennifer Waller, who is the CEO and president of Colorado Bankers Association. I've worked with Jennifer on many issues that affect business climate here. So welcome, Jennifer, to the conversation. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. So I know a little bit about both of you, but I kind of want to jump in first, and I'll start with you, Jennifer. Um, Tell me more about you. What's your story? How did you end up here in Colorado? How did you end up leading Colorado Bankers Association? Uh, Tell us more. So banking is in my blood. My father um, was a banker at a very small town, small banks. That's what we always did. My brother is also a banker in Colorado Springs, so it's in my blood. I started out my career working in my dad's bank. Then I was a bank examiner for the state. And now I've been at CBA for right at 24 years. I've just been in the CEO role for about two years. I'm very passionate about the industry. I always say every positive thing or decision that people make, banks get to be a part of. Um, putting a kid through college, starting your own business, buying that first home. We get to participate in all those life-changing moments of people people's lives. Issues that we're working on, if you want me to tackle those now or later. You bet. Yeah, jump on in. So with issues, we always look at it from the lens as is an issue going to impact our ability to meet the needs of customers and the communities we serve. A prime example of that is um, capital requirements. So capital is the safety net banks hold. We can't really lend against that money in the simplest terms. Right now, um, we're seeing a desire in D.C. to increase capital limits. Well, if you increase capital too much, you restrict funds available to lending, making it harder for us to meet the needs of customers and communities. So that's one of the big picture items that we're working on right now. Yeah, and I suspect there probably aren't very many policymakers in D.C. who have the same experience you have. So hopefully they're listening to sort of the real world business experience we, we, we share very few bankers well. in D.C., very <laughs> few bankers at the Capitol in Colorado, too. Yeah, uh, that is tricky. That's why it's so important that we use our voice. And and that brings me to Sean. Sean, I'm excited to, this is the first podcast I think we've done together. And you serve uh, on the board of Colorado Business Roundtable, which I'm very grateful. But your day job, your big, big job is as uh, CEO of Bank of Colorado. So So tell us more about you. Well, thanks, Deb, and thanks for being here. And I'm I'm excited about the podcast as well. And I I recently took over as chairman of the uh, Colorado Bankers Association. So Jen and I are working very closely together as well. And I'm excited uh, about the future of our industry, and also excited to have Jen uh, lead the Colorado Bankers Association in these challenging times for banks. Um, unlike Jen, I I didn't I wasn't born into banking. I I kind of ended up in banking by happen chance. After college, I, I ended up uh, with farm credit and started uh, lending in the agriculture career in ag lending 
uh, out in eastern Colorado. Over the years, I migrated towards a commercial bank, and that's Bank of Colorado. And I've been with Bank of Colorado for 28 years, and I've worked with our holding company for a few years in Nebraska. And then I've also been at several of our branch locations, including uh, the Western Slope in Durango and also in eastern Colorado. And finally, ended up here in Colorado, or uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado, to be the president in 2004. So it's been a good uh, history in banking for me. Bank of Colorado, as you mentioned, is a community-focused bank, and uh, we have local decision-making. And, you know, as you look at the backbone of the U.S. economy, it really does ride on the rails of community banks across the country. And community bankers are well-positioned to help you with all of your needs, as Jen mentioned, everything from your first car loan to your first mortgage to a small business loan, uh, even larger business loans, and certainly we're instrumental in agricultural lending across uh, the the state and also into other areas. So we're proud to be uh, a resource to help our communities thrive. And our position is we always think that uh, we only can do as well as our communities. So it's our responsibility to help make our communities better. Yeah, absolutely. You're investing in Colorado. And what's fun, I think after 28 years, Sean, it sounds like you found your niche, right, in banking, just with 28 years in. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's been working a, out. Uh, it's working out so good, pretty good so far. I just wish uh, our economic times and these interest rates were more favorable uh, for bankers, but we're, we're having some challenges uh, with our net interest margin right now, as you, you're aware. Well, that's, uh, I'm sure they're happy to have your leadership at the helm in difficult times as well to get through that, um, which is part of the conversation today I really wanted to have. And I'm going to kick it off with you, Jennifer. There's been a lot of interesting change in in sort of what's what the consumer might be thinking about a banking. And I know it's something you and I have talked before about the landscape of banking regulations that are involved revolving. And we'll start there with kind of the regulatory environment. What are the key legislative and regulatory issues that you believe will shape the future of banking in Colorado? And how does that affect what you're working on representing all the banks here through the Colorado Bankers Association? What are your biggest challenges? Well, Congress seems to overreact um, to issues, which is not a surprise probably to anyone listening to this, but they tend to overreact. And we had um, the three bank failures and those banks were really anomalies. They were taking on risks that we just don't see Colorado banks taking on with concentrations, um, high-risk clientele, a, a lot of things that I'm not seeing Colorado institutions do. A lot of the so-called solutions or the desired outcomes that D.C. feels they need would impact the whole industry. Um, so we're very focused on that. FDIC insurance is the insurance that protects deposits currently. It's up to 250000 per individual. There's a lot of proposals floating out there to change that, a higher base rate for individuals, a much higher rate for businesses. It'll be a while before we see how that shakes out and what the final proposal is, but that comes at a cost. It will cost our members FDIC is not tax dollar funded. It's solely funded by the industry. Um, and we're very concerned that that may disproportionately impact some of our smaller members if they're the ones having to pay the bulk of that. So we're waiting to see what that's going to look like. And we're working with regulators on that. Most bank 
regulation is really focused in DC. We have the Colorado Division of Banking. We have a great partnership with them, but most banking proposals come out of DC. What we focus on in Colorado is just general employment issues because we are an employer. We have about 25,000 bank employees in the state. Um, so we monitor that employee legislation and weigh in on it a lot because we're concerned about how it hinders our ability to hire and retain employees in this state. Um, capital, I already mentioned, is a key issue that we're working on. We're also working on the Safe Banking Act, which is kind of a fun one. It's the um, banking marijuana in states where it's legal. It's not a legalization bill. Um, it's a bill simply to allow us to serve customers in states that have already made that legal. This will be the eighth year I've been working on that in D.C. Um, it's a little different to be working on a marijuana issue, but it's really focused just on the banking side of it. Also working on some ag issues. Um, that would um, make the cost of ag lending um, be reduced so it would save our ag borrowers money by making certain loans, the interest on those loans, federally tax exempt. So that's a little bit of what we're working on. Yeah, I, I love that. And it resonates with me, Jennifer, to some degree because of uh, what I'm hearing from other employers, not just um, employers in the banking sphere about workforce as still one of the, the one of the most critical issues, because if we don't have the talent we need, as employers, then we're not able to meet the goals, the other strategic goals we have in terms of um, growing and thriving. Are you seeing that same issue as far as not having the talent you need for banks here in the state or just uh, more of a regulatory, a state regulatory approach to employees? It, it's both. I mean, every bank I know has open positions. Everybody's competing heavily to get that best talent into the bank. So we're seeing a shortage in the staffing front. And then if you look to the regulatory side, Colorado has been very um, progressive in passing a lot of employer reforms if you will. Some of those make it pretty challenging to hire individuals. It increases the chance of litigation for the business. So it makes businesses more hesitant um, to hire additional staff. You combine all of that and it does make the employment issue pretty challenging. Another follow-up for you is about public trust. You mentioned some of the recent um, banks that have gone under. Um, and public trust, of course, is crucial for stability and success of the banking institution. And the and the consumers are seeing the headlines and the headlines. But what is it behind the headlines that you would want us to know in terms of the stability of the system and how Colorado banks are prioritizing, you know, that public trust piece? And banking is all based on public trust. If customers don't trust us, they aren't our customers. They will go to another bank that they do trust. And it really comes down to relationships. Um, customers knowing their banker, knowing who's serving them, and feeling confident that they can entrust that banker with not only their finances, but their data. We have a lot of information on our customers, and we take a lot of pride in protecting that data. When it came to customer security and confidence after the three failed banks, two in California, one in New York, um, we sent out a lot of messages just explaining that those banks were truly anomalies. In Colorado, we still have very high capital rates. And again, capital is the safety net um, to protect the bank and the FDIC fund, if you will. We also are not seeing large delinquencies. So when the pandemic first started, we expected to see a lot of delinquencies. We're not seeing that yet. Starting to see a little bit of delinquency on credit cards, but on primary credit, um, meaning auto loans and mortgages and business loans, we're not, not seeing a deterioration yet. 
Colorado's economy traditionally outperforms that of our neighboring states and that of the country as a whole. And that seems to be carrying us through. We also have very um, low unemployment still in the state. So that bodes well um, for people being employed and being able to meet their obligations. So we're seeing the industry being very strong. We are challenged with the extremely fast pace of interest rate increases. Fed increased interest by 500 basis points within six months. That's the fastest acceleration of interest rates in the history that I'm aware of since we've been tracking it. Um, so clearly banks had some challenges that kept keeping up and catching up, if you will, with that interest increase. And then you have a lot of depositors moving funds when you have that raising rate environment because they want to get the best bang for their buck. So you'll have customers that are moving funds around, kind of rate chasing instead of staying with the same bank. So there's always going to be challenges. But the industry seems very strong. I was visiting with the Division of Banking last week. There just aren't what the regulators consider problem banks in Colorado. Right now, we just don't have any. And Sean, I want to bring you into the conversation in particular when we're thinking about economic climate. What is the role you see community banks playing in this space? One, I guess, about building trust. How have you built trust with your customers and also, how are you feeling about the economic climate and, and growth here in Colorado? First of all, we've built trust over the years by not taking on the risky activities you saw with the banks that failed. You know, we, didn't have a con- we don't have a concentration in our bank, nor do most community banks in Colorado uh, in any one industry or on a deposit base or entering into risky lending activities. So I think... Uh, Consumers and, and businesses in Colorado should feel very good about that in the banking industry in Colorado. As far as uh, what we think we can do in our outlook on banking and, and the economy in Colorado, you know, we're cautiously optimistic. I think certainly there's going to be some challenges here with the rate environment we're in, uh, not only from a banking standpoint, but from a small business standpoint, as you're looking to invest into either uh, expanding your business, buying more real estate etc. There's going to be a cost to that uh, in the form of your interest rate. Unfortunately, that's where we are today. However, like I said, I think we we see maybe those rates easing a little bit and potentially coming down in the next couple of years. But I learned a long time ago not to bet either way on interest rates because I'm usually wrong. So uh, I I think uh, the role of community bank there to help is just be there to support our customers. I think banks across the state are ready, willing, and able to lend as the need arises for our customers and be in a position to help them uh, work through that uh, process on that investment or expansion of their business. And like I said, I think most community banks are well positioned to help. And uh, I I foresee many of our customers taking advantage of that. So we're, we're ready and willing and able to help. Well, you both bring up such interesting points in terms of the economic shifts. You know, I don't think in our wildest dreams, you know, maybe in the wildest dreams, we thought of COVID. I mean, certainly there were plenty of movies that forecasted some crazy pandemic, you know, and then the fallout from that, um, you know, I'm a little bit of a broken record to some of our congressional delegation on on the different um, chunks of money coming from the federal government that have, in some accounts, I would say, arguably caused some of the inflation that we're seeing and some of these other monetary pressures. You know, you two are much smarter at this than I am, but 
it feels like when you when you have all these things come to play, of course, we're in an unpredictable environment. To some degree, Sean, again, this this question is for you. How do you take advantage of diverse industries? You know, Colorado is known for being very diverse. We have people in covert from aerospace and tech and finance. You mentioned agriculture as being really your bread and butter for for a period of time. How do you uh, diversify your interests with the diverse industries that are here in the state? Does that add uh, not only stability, of course, but also just good good common sense for your banking interests? No, I think that's exactly right. Diversity is always a terrific thing for any business and for banks in particular. Uh, diversity in the industries that we serve and diversity in the uh, location and the different economies that we're involved in. So, yes, we like the diversity. Unlike some some of our larger competitors, uh, we aren't siloed, so we can help those industries. And, and we really do dig in and learn about the business and try to help those business owners make good decisions. So uh, we like that about the Colorado economy. I, I think the Colorado economy has moved away from being so centered on energy and or uh uh, government. So I think it's terrific for us. And I hope if we do face a downturn, that our economy will hold up better than it uh, did in the last Great Recession. So I'm optimistic about that because of our diversity. Yeah, I am too. I'm very optimistic. Uh, Jen, what's a final tip that you want to give to folks who really don't understand the banking industry? What's one thing you'd want them to know if they're thinking about predictability, a stable environment? You know, what would you want just regular business folks to know? That your money's safe in a bank. I'd encourage people to reach out and contact their banker, get to know where they're putting their money. Most bankers are are eager and more than willing to meet with their customers. We have over 150 banks in Colorado. Um, so we have banks that will meet every size of businesses need and every industry's need. And we're able and willing to serve all the customers and communities that we are in. Perfect, perfect. And uh, Sean, I'll give you another last word. But before I do, I wanted to just mention at Colorado Business Roundtable, we're eager to work with you all. We have been to make sure that we have a predictable regulatory environment, um, bring business to the table whenever possible. So know that as, as things pop up, we're always happy to send good information. This is very valuable information for all the folks that we serve as well. So Sean, before, and then I'm going to start a lightning round, but Sean, any last words uh, on behalf of Bank of Colorado and your leadership at the helm? Like I said before, we're, we're anxious to serve our customers and our communities. And I would encourage uh, uh, those in each community across Colorado to consult with your banker. Uh, I, I think collaborative uh, thinking and planning go a long ways towards successful business decisions. And like I said, most banks are in a great position to help you through a challenging time and to help you make good decisions. So, and we're no different and we're anxious to meet with customers and prospects alike to talk through uh, whatever they've got going on and try to help them the best we can. Perfect. I think people think of bankers as like, it's just a bank building. You know, they don't, they might not often have that relationship. Uh, they might not get to with the president of the bank, but there's so many good people uh, in banking that can provide such valuable advice. So thanks you. Thanks to you both. Yeah, thank you. All right, real quick, we added this this year called the lightning round. It'll only take a few minutes, but it's super fun. And then we compile what different folks say that have been on our podcast. So I'm going to give each of you uh, at least probably two questions. And I'm going to start with you, Jennifer. 
Um, what is your favorite powerhouse lunch or happy hour location? Brown Palace. I end up going to the Brown Palace a lot just because it's super close and there's always lobbyists and legislators in um, Churchill's during session. Absolutely. I, I I was there the other day. I hadn't been there in a while. So that's a good one. Yeah. And then for you, Sean, what's your best way to relax? You know, uh, probably fly fishing. It's a great place. We're in a perfect state to do it. So a uh, great afternoon on a river somewhere is a perfect way to relax. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And then um, for both of you, and I'll start with Jennifer first, um, you're both going to get the same question. What's your best business advice that you've received to get you a seat at the table? And Jennifer, what's what's your best advice? Um, getting a mentor early on in my career to help narrow my focus as to what I wanted to do. And then um, that mentor is still available to me. We're very good friends and I still have heard that I can reach out to um, should anything come up. So I think I'm, I'm a strong proponent of mentorship. How about I you, agree Sean? with that. And I, I would also say to be intentional and focused on where you're trying to get to as far as your goals and objectives. And that helps you uh, eliminate the noise and get better results. So that's nice. the well side of and I like the fly fishing uh, reminder. I've got two two fly fishing outings on my calendar that I haven't done yet, but they're they're booked. So I'm really excited to get out there. Well, come up to Fort Collins, and I can get you out on the river right here in town if you like. Okay, you 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 might regret sending telling me the invite, but because I'll probably take you up on it. That would be really good. That'd be really good. I'm not a very good well, guy, um, but I can get you on the river. <laughs> you're you're the guide, Sean. Well, I said I'm not a good guy. <laughs> but I can't get you on the river. <laughs> that would be perfect. Uh, thank you both for joining us today. We're, I'm just really thankful for your leadership and your um, ability to be allies with what, what we're trying to do as well. Uh, we know that business is a force for good. And we see that really clearly in the banking industry every day. So we're grateful for, for what you do in terms of uh, keeping banks well represented, Jennifer, and, and grateful for you, Sean, and your leadership as well with the Colorado Bankers Association and with Cobert. So I'm honored to have the conversation with you both. Thank you. And thanks for your work at protecting business. And thanks everyone for joining us. This has been A Seat at the Table with Debbie Brown. A Seat at the Table with Debbie Brown is a production of the Colorado Business Roundtable. You can find this episode, a listing of our upcoming events, and more information about our organization at cobrt.com.